listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this afternoon. Let's turn to our next guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with children's book author Christina Matula about her new book, The Not-So-Uniform Life of Holly May. It's so great to see you again, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, Noreen. It's so lovely to chat with you. I remember speaking to you a few years ago for your debut book, The Shadow in the Moon, and it's still a firm favorite in our bookshelf. And it's there. You're holding it up. (laughs) We are live this afternoon on Facebook as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Christina there. So how did you celebrate your mid-autumn festival this year? Uh, By eating lots of mooncakes. We try all different flavors. Um, I'm now based in Finland, in Helsinki, so there's one Chinese shop, or it's a, it's a pan-Asian shop, but they do have mooncakes and all different flavors, so we bought all the different kinds, and uh, we did a taste test. So uh, custard seems to be the favorite. Yeah, yes, custard is a, is a firm favorite in, in our household as well. So what's life in Helsinki like then? Um, it's a really beautiful city. It's much quieter than Hong Kong, Um, but there's a seaside, there's nature everywhere. Uh, It is quite a bit colder, so it's, uh, I'm already wearing gloves to bicycle around, but that said, I can wear, I can bike everywhere, you know, have my little basket, and there's bike lanes everywhere, and it's nice and flat, and um, it's a really beautiful, calm city. That's so nice, and the uh, space you must have as well. Yeah, we are in the city, um, but we do have a cottage in the forest, and that's where I'm kind of calmest, in the middle of the forest. That's so nice. Not like in Hong Kong where it's so, I mean, I, I love Hong Kong for all, you know, purposes, but sometimes it's so crowded and you think, oh, it's so nice but to I have do that miss, space. Yeah. Do you miss Hong Kong? I miss Hong Kong? I miss the energy. I miss the people, my friends and friends who are like family, because a lot of us, you know, when we live in Hong Kong, we're far away from um, family. So friends become family and our community is our family. So I really miss that. Um, I miss the food. <laughs> the food. People say so that good. a lot. Uh, what do you miss? Mm. Which food do you miss the most in Hong Kong? I miss dim sum and, you know, a, a good char siu bao and good xiaolong bao. I'm still searching. Um, but I, you know, in my writing, I get to write about all these foods and imagine them. But I do miss. Yeah, and I'm sure your friends and family also miss you and the listeners. So if you miss Christina, well, here's your chance to support her and her latest book, The Not-So-Uniform Life of Holly May. And wow, you're holding it up. Um, I'd love for our listeners to get on Facebook. So what is this book about? Where did the inspiration of this book come from? Um, it really came from living in Hong Kong. So before we left last year, um, we were in Hong Kong for almost 14 years and it was really home and it's where my kids grew up and it was the only home that they knew and just it was such a magical place I wanted to share it so I you know I had I wrote The Shadow in the Moon about the, the festival but I wanted a book starring Hong Kong and so um, yeah I just sort of I thought what could I write that is set in the city that I love that can show a mix of you know urban and and lush green hills and a mix of East and West. So it's about a 12-year-old girl named Holly Mae Jones. She's mixed Taiwanese. Um, and I, I'm mixed Taiwanese, so I, I kind of, you know, they say, write what you know. So I'm like, oh, okay, she's going to be mixed Taiwanese from Canada. So 
Um, she moves from Toronto to Hong Kong when her mother gets a promotion. And um, so she lands in Hong Kong and then she goes to a fictional private school in Tai Tam called Tai Tam Prep. And it's about her navigating a new world of private school, friendships and expectations, um, all without her ama, which is her Taiwanese grandmother who lived with her back in Toronto. So that was her sort of her touchstone, her guidance, um, and she doesn't have her anymore. But they do have a relationship where they still talk over FaceTime and and so Amma still gives her wise words, but um, it's about Holly May and her friends, her new friends, uh, and their ups and downs in um, grade seven in Tai Tempra. And it's so relatable. I-, I love it when we have books that are set in Hong Kong because growing up, there are so few books that I read that were set in my home, and I'm so and I'm sure there's so many children here who really just value that reading a book and and just seeing themselves in that book as well. So how did you get into the mindset of a twelve year old um, and and writing <laughs> and writing with that voice? Um. So at the time I was writing, both my kids were middle grade. So you were surrounded son, with the lingo. Yeah. And so when I was writing, I was just, I was really just watching my kids, their friends, and um, yeah, what was going on in their lives. And so I sort of took that. Um, I didn't initially start out writing a middle grade, actually. I thought it would be older. Um, I thought it would be a YA, sort of like my dream was a Pride and Prejudice set in a Hong Kong high school, you know, sort of crazy rich Asians mix. And so that's what I... <laughs> envisioned um and then i wrote it and i but i wrote holly may she was still holly may how i wanted her to be she listened to her mother she did her homework she didn't go to parties there was there were no boys and so when i submitted it they're like hmm this doesn't sound really ya like it sounds younger so i didn't actually have to change my voice i kept that same voice and you know holly may is still the same she likes rules she follows rules she um she likes things being fair she doesn't understand gray areas so that's part of her process where she needs to understand um not everything is black and white and she needs to be flexible and that's part of her her learning journey on this series because it's a three book series actually Wow, that's quite an undertaking. Um, so what sorts of opportunities or challenges does writing a, a series present? Because I, I personally, I, I love reading series because there's something for the reader to look forward to. But as a writer, what's that like? And how do you know how much to put in the first book, but leave enough so that there's enough material for for, <laughs> for other books? Um, when I first wrote the first one, I didn't expect it to be a series, so it was a standalone. Um, and what's nice about middle grade is they're very immediate. So the book, normally a middle grade book will take place between four and eight weeks max. Um, so my first attempt was, because they're in grade seven, was all of grade seven in one year in one book. And then I was told, no, actually, it can only be eight weeks long. Um, so that actually gave me the opportunity to, um, the first book is the first eight weeks when she lands in Hong Kong and they go over mid-autumn festival to the end of September. And then the second book, um, which comes out next April will be sort of just Christmas, Chinese New Year time. And then the third book will be Easter to the Dragon Boat Festival time. So in all three, I was lucky that um, there is a wonderful festival that I can talk about and work into the plot. 
Yeah, you, you are the go-to festival author. Um, like I said, uh, Shadow in the Moon is really a firm favorite in our household. Why is incorporating um, Chinese festivals uh, so important to you and in and, and your work? Growing up in Canada, you know, I was mixed. My mom's Taiwanese and my dad's Hungarian. Um, we grew up. We grew up quite Western. You know, we did have Mid Autumn Festival at home, which would just basically be my mom buying mooncakes in Chinatown and serving us mooncakes. And we did have zonzi and we did have Chinese New Year things, but we didn't really celebrate too much. And it was only after I moved to Hong Kong where I decided to take Chinese classes. And uh, I didn't take Cantonese, I'm sorry. <laughs> I took Mandarin just because of my heritage. Yes. And I did try Cantonese, but it, it was quite difficult. But I, um, so I did Mandarin. And, you know, when you learn the language, you learn about festivals and you learn about the folklore. And for me, it was opening up a whole new world, this, you know, and I really leaned into my heritage and appreciated my Chinese cultural heritage so much more living in Hong Kong. And it was just... I don't know. It just brought me a lot of joy, and I wanted to share that. And I wanted everyone to know about Chang and Hoi, not just the mooncakes. I wanted them to know what was happening behind that, and with um, the other festivals, festivals as well. So, in uh, well, I don't want to give too much away about book two or book three, but the the other festivals are in there, and there is some explanation a bit about um, cult- cultural elements, not just what you would know every day, but just little things about. Oh, that's a good cliffhanger. So, uh, so how's book two and book three going? Have you finished it, or are you in the midst of editing? What's the process? So, book two is finished, and I have just proofread it, um, and so the arcs should go out. So, um, except I found a typo, so I have to fix it. Um, uh, but, and book three is what I'm writing now. So that should be done at the end of October. Um, and, uh, then that will come out in a year and a half. So the books are generally finished almost a year, 10 months before they come out. And then there's a process of, um, uh, editing and proofreading. And also I have an illustrator who there, the book is, you know, every couple of chapters, there's a small illustration, um, just to show, you know, just give a little life into maybe it's hard to imagine what Hong Kong would be like. So in the first book, there's pictures of, um, dragons back trail and, uh, things like that. Um, so yeah, those take a bit of time, but so book two is done and on shelves in April and book three, the April after that. That's really, really exciting. So what's the process uh, of writing been like for you, Christina? Um, obviously, we're still, well, in Hong Kong, we're still very much in COVID times. But um, I suppose you've been writing uh, during the pandemic. H- how did that sort of um, affect your writing or did it give you time or space to, to, to do your work? It was sometimes a bit hard when the kids were home <laughs> and homeschooling. But because uh, I like for me to write, I, I need like it can be just a, a closet, doesn't matter. But if it's closed and there's no one to disturb me, I need like a good three or four hours of quiet to get anything done. Um, otherwise, I'm quite easily distracted. Um, the only sort of unfortunate thing is I, for book three, I really wanted to visit Hong Kong to just to refresh, you know, everything that I was writing about, retaste all the food that I'm writing about. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, I haven't been able to come back and visit yet. So I've only been gone a year. So a lot is, is still fresh in my memory, but I, I really wanted to 
to um, refresh that. So um, fingers crossed, I can come in the next few months and um, add some nice new fresh details into book three. Yes, and and taste that Siulong Bao that you really really miss. <laughs> And and you can write all about the flavors of of, of that as well. Um, is there anything else you're working on at the moment? I know you're working on book three, but have you got any concepts of of working on other uh, children's book or a young adults book? Um, I well, I I did my MFA at the University of Hong Kong um, after I spoke with you. Actually, I did it. Um, Congratulations! Thank you. Uh, part of the class of 2020. So. Um, and you know, as you know, 2019-2020, that was quite a, a tumultuous time in Hong Kong. So I did write my thesis um, was the basis of a novel set in Hong Kong, set in those times. Um, so I would love, I'd love to finish it. Right now, it's you know been in my computer for two years. So uh, maybe when Holly May is done, and I can um, sit down and focus on that. Yeah, but right now I'm completely immersed in middle grade life and uh, and loving it. Yeah. Well, I look forward to uh, reading uh, all of this series. It's, you know, it's so nice to be able to sit down and produce a series. You, but when you first started writing Holly May, it, you just wanted to write one book. What what sort of made you change your mind and, and to turn it into a three-part book? Um, my contract. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's a good um, enough answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was quite lucky when um, my agent, who was based in the states, she sold the first book to Inkyard Press, which is a, um, an imprint of HarperCollins in the U.S. Um, she sold it, and I kind of, you know, I guess they always say you shouldn't compare yourself to others, but you know, when you're reading Twitter about all these other authors who are getting two book deals, and I was like, oh, you know, do you think? do you think I could get a two book deal? And she's like, well, I don't know. You're like a debut middle grade author. Let's see. And then she came back. She's like, great news. You have a three book deal. Wow. And I was like, oh my goodness. I have to think of something to write. But being immersed in middle grade life and, and I've been able to interview a lot of students. So a lot of students back in Hong Kong, I've been talking to them and talking to teachers and just, you know, I love middle grade because it's such a time of innocence and but they're also like they're innocent yet they're you know trying to navigate this world that they're yeah, going to be so grown it's, up it's a, exactly and they're like na- trying to navigate it and make sense of this like world and um i just i i find this age group really rewarding to write for so it's it's been a real pleasure to yeah. be in this space. I could hear the excitement and the passion in your voice. Uh, well, I'm still in baby grade, you know, <laughs> have a newborn. But yeah, I, I look forward to that, you know, navigating the world through the, their eyes as well. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's definitely a book for, 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 for the children and also for, for the parents as well, just to understand what the children are going through, because it's not so easy to... And, you know, Hong Kong is known for, for its uh, uh, sort of transient uh, nature where people come and go and people come to, to schools here and grow up here. But, you know, that itself is such a, a wonderful life and it really shapes a lot of our young adults here in Hong Kong. I mean, you mentioned that, you, you, you know, Hong Kong is the, your children's home. It's what they know. Growing up in Hong Kong, a lot of my friends were also like that. 
and till now this day we still keep in touch and they still look back at their wonderful time here in Hong Kong where they spent maybe 10 years 15 years or five years but it really does have that imprint uh, in their heart yeah it's truly um, I mean magical sounds a bit cheesy but it's truly a magical place to live and and to grow up it's it's so wonderful so um Hong Kong's always going to be in my heart. Yeah. Well, on this note, Christina, thank you so much. It's so nice to talk to you. It doesn't seem like you left it. Yes, you did leave a piece of your heart here in Hong Kong. Remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you and your work? Have you got a website or how can we find you on social media? My website is christinamatula.com. My Instagram is the same, at christinamatula and Twitter, matulacristina at Matula Christina. Um, uh, yeah, and my book uh, is available at Bookazine. So The Not-So-Uniform Life is at Bookazine, uh, as well as The Shadow in the Moon. And book two, uh, you can already pre-order at Bookazine. Uh, and it's called The Not-So-Perfect Plan. I like that a lot. And that will be out uh, in the shelves in April next year. But April. everybody, get your hands on, on the first book, The Not-So-Uniform Life of Holly May. It's on the shelves of Bookazines, and you can also uh, get it online. And do support uh, Christina Matula on all forms of her social media. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure.